Thank you for tuning in to Behind the Scrubs, the travel nurse experience. I'm your host, Justin Allison. I've been in the healthcare recruiting game for going on 20 years now. Super grateful and humbled to be here and share the stories of our real life heroes. This podcast is for the travel nurse community, and we will be sharing stories from the heroes of the patient care story and many others. I'm filled with gratitude that you decided to press play and enjoy this episode. We are officially live uh, in the studio on Behind the Scrubs, and I have my man, uh, Matt, uh, with me today, and I'm super fired up uh, and grateful that you're here, man. I appreciate you doing this. Justin, thank you for the warm welcoming, and I'm excited as well to talk anything travel nursing related. Yeah, no, uh, it's going to be a lot of fun, and uh, we got a big community out there in the travel nursing world, and things are things are starting to heat up a little bit, but... Um, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm super curious uh, to, to ask you um, about uh, you uh, do a little uh, jits, a little rolly, man. How long have you been doing that for? So jujitsu, I started about like 2019. When I was travel nursing in San Diego, I started back up in uh, Victory MMA. And there's a lot of big guys in San Diego there. Uh, you know, pandemic happened, fell off. And I'm taking my nurse break right now in Chicago. So I actually started full-time jujitsu. I roll like three to four days a week. I'm just a white belt, nothing special, but I want to keep developing that uh, discipline and habit of going. And one thing I love about jujitsu is um, it gets me out of my head. So when I, before I start my day at noon, because I have personal time from like eight till noon, I get out of jujitsu class. I'm completely grounded. I feel focused, centered, just ready to take on my day. So it's been a great part of my routine. Yeah, I I would imagine though it takes uh, a lot a lot of discipline. Or discipline's a huge part of the jujitsu experience. Is that fair to say? I would say jujitsu. Yeah, uh, I'm sorry. Discipline is, and also just being persistent and consistent, and uh, just being aware that you're gonna get choked out multiple times. <laughs> it's like going from eighth grade to high school. You know, you're gonna start back all the way down on the on the uh, totem pole. You just gotta build your back back up and rank. So yeah. Yeah, you're, you're going to get humbled real quick, uh, in other words. Yes, 100%. Yeah. And that's and that's perfect for me because sometimes I notice myself, maybe my ego can take over. And just like nursing, same thing here. It just humbles you and kind of makes you appreciate everything a lot more. Yeah. So have you rolled with like any, I guess what I would say, famous like MMA athletes or uh, jiu-jitsu trainers? One of my professors right now, uh, he's from the Gracie family. So he actually was with Gracie there in uh, Brazil, San, I think it's uh, Rio. So he's one of the, the original guys that got the black belt from Gracie. So I'm actually, uh, Gracie's actually going to be in Chicago September 17th. So I'm looking forward to finally meeting the man, the legend. Um, and I rolled with like uh, Dean Lister, which was in San Diego. He was more of a coach, but no one from like UFC or nothing like that. Got it. Got it. Okay, cool. So, uh, how are how are things uh, on the, uh, the the travel nursing front? Um, you know, in terms of like you just, I know you'd mentioned uh, obviously before we uh, hopped on uh, to to record this that you just finished up a two week trip, um, rolling around the Pacific Northwest in an RV yeah. for for a couple of weeks. Yeah, right. Left. Well, round of applause for that. Round of applause. Uh, <laughs> I'll clap but, for myself. Yeah, yeah, no, dude. And I was looking at your um, your Instagram reels. You did that, you know, the highlight reels of that. Man, it was awesome. Like you were like last in Tahoe, Mount Rainier. Uh, I mean, all over Portland. Uh, tell me a little bit more about that trip, man, and how was it? It was amazing. So we did uh, eight months of travel nursing in California. We decided to take a break. 
aside from nursing, I also have a nursing podcast and a vlog, and that's where the trip kind of came. So I have a huge audience as well with travel nurses and general questions that you may you may find easy as a traveler when you're experienced. The beginners don't know what to do. So um, there's nothing like creating a vlog around travel nursing. And of course, how do you live your life? How do you live the travel nursing experience? And that's with adventure. So we did a two-week trip. We started in um, San Francisco, went up to Lake Tahoe, Oregon, Crater Lake. Uh, the Pacific Northwest is beautiful, man. Everything about it's like a it's like a different world you're living in. It's so luscious, green. Uh, everything everything was amazing, and living on an RV for two weeks was a great experience too. Just figuring out how to almost room with your two buddies and figuring out how much water you need to conserve. Like honestly, man. You know, the, you take water for granted, just pouring out of the sink. And here you got to turn it on and off, use some soap, clean up the dishes really quick, rinse. So it's um, it was a great experience. Yeah, that's beautiful. And uh, I got to uh, shout out the the Pacific Northwest one time for our, our guy, Brad, who's backstage. Uh, he actually resides in Snohomish outside of uh, the greater Seattle area. Uh, you know, I've been up there to, to visit. Uh, it's beautiful. Uh, really anywhere in the Pacific Northwest, as you mentioned. But where would you say was like, uh, on that that journey, that trek, like your your favorite stop, if you had to choose uh, out of all the ones you just listed out, Damn, that's tough, man. Because there's like over 25 spots. So I think I was looking forward to Crater Lake, which is one of the largest lakes in the United States. Unfortunately, there was so much, there was no visibility there. There was a snowstorm the day before. So if I were to say all time, I think would say like Olympian Forest National Park over there in the tip of Washington. Just absolutely gorgeous. The the Hall of Moss, the the hikes there, everything really grounds you, makes you feel like you're in a different country, to be honest. Yeah. What was it like? Because obviously we're in the we're in the dead of uh summer, at least here on the you know, the west coast, but like so what was the the, the weather like in July there? You know how they say it rains? It yeah. Does. <laughs> so d definitely a lot of um, definitely a lot of rain. Uh, I think the weather worked out for the most part. It's like long sleeve, short weather. I would say um, the terrain. It's like a little mini rainforest. It's luscious. There's a lot of uh, rainforest. It gets a little bit muddy, so you need some hiking yeah. shoes. I would say go visit. And yeah. we're we're releasing vlogs little by little of every single stop that we're having. So if people are yeah. interested about that, they could see the travel nursing life there. Yeah, no, and you, 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 you like hit the nail on the head, like, like the travel, travel nurse experience, right? Like that is a huge, like draw. And it's like, and I love like that. It's clear coming, coming through with you like that is, you know, sounds like one of, uh, you know, the, the, the primary reasons or, um, motivations to actually work as a travel nurse is to go and experience other areas of the country, uh, and live and, uh, and enjoy yourself. Uh, you know, obviously, uh, in, in the beautiful Pacific Northwest or wherever you, you end up. And, you know, nurses travel for lots of different reasons. Um, obviously, flexibility, autonomy, pay is important, but it is also the actual travel nurse experience. Yeah. And so I love that, man, and that you're vlogging, you're, you're creating content for it, for your audience to see where you're going. And uh, obviously, uh, you know, uh, nurses are going to want to travel, uh, you know, to, to the areas that get a, a, you know, an exceptional review or uh, there's, there's positive feedback. But, um, so let's, I'll, let's talk about it, man. Your, your, uh, cup of nurses podcast, cup of nurses and frontline warriors. Uh, you're repping it right now. I love it. Uh, yes, on, I your, on your shirt. Yeah. One time. Uh, 
So yeah, to break that down, man, how did you, how did that get started? Uh, and obviously, I know you're you're doing the podcast with the vlog, but just kind of break it all down for us. Of course, I went into nursing, got my bachelor's of nursing, and started working full time as a staff nurse. From there, I I didn't even know about travel nursing. To be honest, it's not something that's taught at all to no one. Probably because you know hospitals don't want to lose staff there. Um, so I started there. And where, my ambition. Uh, I, where were you actually? At? Sorry, where were you at in the like uh, the country? Uh, where do you like, Chicago? You live? Chicago As a staff Got nurse. It. Yep. And where? What hospital? So, um, it's a it's a smaller local hospital. It's nothing like a big uh, city hospital. And um, so from there, I kind of like I needed more ambition. You know, I was doing uh, med surge, ICU, and I know there's something that's drawing me more. So. I've always used to write blog posts and I started like my own little website, Matt's Mindset. And I was writing blog posts like self-improvement and all that. And I noticed that times are changing. Just like Gary Vee says, you have to be on top of the niche, right? So written content is not as popular because everybody has ADHD and a short attention span. So I went to podcasting. I thought it was a great opportunity to have my voice heard. People could be mowing the lawn, going to the gym and, and listening to the podcast. So I'm like, this is perfect. Uh, Peter and I, which is my co-host, we started podcasting about things and things just took off. And I started podcasting and I love it. You could network. You see so many guests. You could find out what nurses really want, need, and you could tailor content to them because ultimately they are there for you. You know, when I, when I always podcast, I always say thank you for the time because that's time that I could never give back to anybody. So I always appreciate people that come and listen to me and um frontline so i'm i'm very fascinated with like meditation self-improvement um anything biohacking anything trying to become the master of yourself i'm really into and it kind of led me down the path that you know people in life are either conscious or unconscious in a way so you see either you're on autopilot or you're very focused and you're in your purpose in your life so I've realized that we need that more and more in our society, especially with um, the mix of politics, the, um, the polarity of mainstream media, how everybody's just becoming divided. And ultimately, the greatest thing that we could do in life is just give love to yourself and not to others. So I started 100%. Frontline Warriors as a, thank you, as a, as a movement to help bring positivity and consciousness into the human being, because what's more powerful than being completely in control of yourself? And if you, you know, master your own self, self-love, you could radiate that onto the world and positivity is contagious and it spreads, right? Especially Woo! in a, in a oh, world with yeah. a bunch of darkness, we got to feed it more light, right? You speak my language, my man. You like 100% speak my language. Uh, it, it is contagious to others around you, positive energy. Uh, and you can, you know, wildly impact your community, your inner circle or complete strangers just by the most basic thing is smiling at someone, you know, like positivity comes in so many forms, you know, uh, gratitude, being grateful, all that. But um, it is absolutely contagious, man. But continue on. I, I love it. Yeah. So now I'm, it's, it's so simple. Just like you say, like the smallest things you could tell somebody in your day could really offset them. It could change the whole trajectory of their day. So I'm, I'm just always about waking up and just like you say, being grateful, practicing that and just um, putting it on to others, especially like in a hospital setting. You have so many nurses that come in and carry their emotional baggage with them to the hospital and that affects staff, but that also affects patient care. So, the pa you know, as a nurse, you need to be there for the patient completely. So why 
you got to leave that behind the door and you got to come in there with a fresh set of hands and deliver the best care possible. I love it. And, and so I, let, let's, let's uh, lean into mindset a little bit. Cause I know you're, you're, you're obviously uh, big on that. And I am too, man, in terms of like, Hey, of whether it's a positive mindset or it's a, it's, it's a growth mindset versus a fixed mindset. Um, but like, so like if, if uh, let's, let's go narrow. Like if I'm like a nurse right now, like you're like, you kind of just shared, you know, and, uh, you're carrying stuff into into the unit right or into the patient's room and like I you know could probably use a little adjustment a little recalibration of my mindset like what should people do like that are struggling um, you know to shift into a, a better you know frame of mind that's a more positive that's a more like hey I'm you know I'm grateful and there's it's an abundance mindset all that stuff but what should what should people do? So if I were to put it into one word, I would say awareness is key. And it's the ultimate thing because if you are not aware of your thoughts, your feelings, and your emotions, how can you change them to begin with? They're just going to continue unconsciously. It's almost like a um, think about your brain. Your brain is the hard wiring, and then you have software, which is your mind. So you can we can't change the brain. It is what it is. But we can change the software, which is the mind. So you have a program that's built in. Sometimes your programming is from past childhood trauma, maybe having shitty friends and having a bad inner circle. And all of those things are going to come into your life unconscious or unconscious. Depends on how you look at it. So after you have awareness, you can start sitting down with yourself. I think meditation is probably the number one thing in the game just to slow down. And a lot of people also have a bad stigma with meditation. It's not about completely emptying your mind. It's just allowing emotions to flow in, thoughts, and you can decipher them. Maybe it's a previous event. Maybe it's an event from four days ago that bothered you, but now it came into your awareness. You, what are you going to do with that feeling? Are you going to just kind of sweep it underneath the rug like you did it for the past three days? Or are you going to sit with that emotion, accept the situation, and just give yourself some love and let it dissolve? So... Um, I think, yeah, like I said, awareness and meditation. Yeah. So I want to talk a little bit more about meditation and I guess to start, you know, give you a little context, my own personal experience. Like I've been meditating as part of my like uh, morning routine just for just a little over a year now is when I started doing it. Uh, Wim, Wim, uh, Wim Hof, the Iceman, he had inspired me on, on some content he put out. And so like I do like a 10 minute, you know, guided meditation, but to like, uh, add some context to exactly what you're saying is like, for me, it's like, uh, it, you know, it's, it's, you're getting control of the awareness of your thoughts when they're coming in, when they're going and like, ah, and like, Hey, like it, it helps like, you know, focus on your breath. Right. And like, and to clear your mind. But it, the, again, one of the benefits is like, Oh, I noticed that thought. And then being able to like dig a little deeper, like, well, what triggered that thought? Right. And you said like, does this trigger an emotion, a good or a bad or positive or not? And then, okay, what am I going to do with that? How, how am I going to respond to it? Um, but it is really cool. Like how just from learning uh, through my own experience of like, it, it makes it, it heightens your awareness of thought. Right. Um, and so it game changer. It's hard though. How, hard how many minutes do you meditate a day personally? 10, 10 minutes. And I use 10, like, 10 minute guided, guided meditation. And I use like exclusively, like I've done just some self now that I've been doing it for a while or a little over a year. I use the app calm. Um, and I just do the 10 minute, you know, daily calm or I'll do like that. Of course, one of my favorite series is the seven days of gratitude, uh, on there. Uh, that, that, that was a really good one, but, um, yeah, 10 minutes. What about you? So I try to do 
I feel like seven is my lucky number sometimes. So when I'm like rushing, I'll put seven and just put the timer and meditate. Honestly, I should be doing 10 to 15. Yeah. But you know, life gets busy and things like that. As um, the the more you meditate, when you when you're more of a, a I would I'm not advanced, but intermediate. Let's just say. I don't want to see you have to meditate less, but it's easier to tap into that state of complete emptiness in a way. And you can start utilizing your thoughts and creating like a better life for yourself. Yeah. One thing I want to do, I've not done, uh, which I, you know, I hear is very good for kind of like all this is like, you know, the self, uh, the, the, the float tanks where you're, you're uh, floating, oh, you know, the, and dep- deprivation the, tanks. deprivation. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and I, I've, I, what I've heard, I've not experienced that. I haven't done it myself, but I hear that's really good for like just getting into that like emptiness state of mind, man, and all the thoughts are gone and being there with just with self as one. Have you have that, you done it? I haven't personally done it. I know there's a lot of benefits behind it because you're limiting all your senses and all you have is just your damn mind that you're stuck in. So yeah. I'm sure some people could probably go crazy in there, <laughs> but if you're really good at what you do, you could really probably tap into your inner self. Was there like any like defining moment in time or maybe more like a defining event that like kind of triggered you on the path, the journey that you're on right now? I feel like in life, you're a lifelong learner, so I can't dictate it to one single event, but it's like a chain reaction, right? So I feel like sometimes the universe tries to put you on the right path or God, whoever you may. And it gives you a little clues, you know, sometimes that event could be really bad that happened in your life, like maybe a car accident or you overslept for your interview. And, but then other things unfold. And if you really, the way I feel sometimes is if you always have gratitude or positivity, you could take in a lot from life and learn from it, right? If you're always optimistic about every situation, even if it's negative, you can see the good in it and then you could continue on your way. If you are, negative about your tire running out or whatever happened, you are going to vibrate at a lower frequency. So my, my thought is that, and this is, I think this is like a myth about the universe is, um, the scientists always try to say that universe is this matter thing and that's it that exists, but also scientists fail to measure another part of the universe, which is also energy. I think it's, uh, in sync, right? somehow we're all human beings but there's something that's connecting us on an inner level whether it's i don't know man it's some kind of energy so the energy, way I see it's, a, it is, it's a real thing it is a hundred percent man that's why the word vibe in cali really does mean something it's really a vibe <laughs> so we got the um, good vibes yeah so what, what i'm saying is if you're always synced up to this positive frequency or energy you're going to be able to, to take more in and in life you're a lifelong learner so man, like even I want to say right now, I'm in a very good state in my mind and my life. I think it's only going to continue and get better, and life is going to take me on those emotional roller coasters of up and down. And you just, you just gotta love it all, man. You gotta love it all, even, even with podcasting or with whatever I'm starting. You know, um, you you shouldn't be always looking at the end end picture, like oh, I want to make a million dollars, which is very fake in a way or i want this or i want that it's always about the journey in a way and embracing everything in life so i don't know if that answered the question but that's um uh yeah uh, absolutely and what i would say just to kind of pick up where you ended there with the, the journey man like this this is all this is man and we get one ride or one at bat and so it's like enjoy it enjoy the journey for what it is enjoy the good and the bad and, and find 
the good in the bad situations and choose to have a positive mindset, choose to have a positive response or see the silver lining in, you know, something negative or like like a a failure or a mistake or adversity, really, man. Like we're just like, that's part of the life experience. It's always, always going to be adversity, man. And like, you can learn, you can, you, you can, you can, you know, kind of, uh, condition your your mindset to how to respond to those and like all right well something bad is happening to me or it's happening for me because it's gonna make me better or it's gonna push me on the path the pivot of the path that I'm meant to go on anyways right and so having that open mind and seeing what that it's there to help you to guide you to make you better and here's the beauty man I say this all the time is like especially like with my team is like we have the ability to choose how to respond to any situation. Does not mean it's going to be easy, and, and oftentimes it's not if we're talking about difficult things, but we have the ability to choose how we respond to any of these types of events in our life, and guess what? That, that ultimately determines our outcome. You make a very good point, Justin, and you say respond. So I feel like in our society, they teach us how to react instead of how to respond. So. Any, any situation that comes into your life, we go into fight or flight right away. We become defensive. We take it personally. All this stuff that's technically very, very negative, and we don't see the good in every situation. And that's why meditation is such a key in this self journey is because you kind of step away from your thoughts and you, you create that space to give you time to respond instead of reacting. It's also, too, it's like, you know, uh, deploy a little empathy in your day too. If some someone is coming at you hot, man, you know, or what, you know, they're from a negative, like, you know, you don't know what's going on in their life. You don't know what's bothering them. You don't know what their frame of mind is, you know? And so it's like deploy, deploy some empathy too. You know, I think a little empathy goes a long way. Um, as, you know, especially now more than ever with the, the current state of the world, our country, you know, we're re-upping again with the, the, the coronavirus pandemic, with this Delta variant, man, like, like here we go again. So it's like, how are we going to respond to that? And, you know, it's, it's, it's getting crazy. Uh, what are your thoughts on that, though, man? We haven't talked about it yet. Obviously, you're, you're a travel nurse. You're an ICU nurse, uh, which uh, for uh, people that are listening to this that don't know, that are not nurses, but ICU uh, has been the number one specialty in like insane demand during the whole pandemic, right? There's been a handful of, of specialties, ICU, tele, ER, um, but that we call on the on our side of it, like COVID specialties, but ICU for sure is at the top, man. So like, you know, what's, uh, g- give me your kind of 411 of your experience, man. And then like, what are you, what are you hearing and seeing out there on the, on the, you know, the kind of the, the ground, uh, the front lines, if you will, um, from the ice nurse perspective frontline warriors right yeah frontline warriors one time i haven't been um i've been on my nurse break for about two months so i don't know what's happening with delta when i was uh in the height of the pandemic in la of 2020 it was wild to see it was like one of those cloverfield movies or just everybody's in dressed up in full ppe not knowing how to respond to the situation we don't know how to treat the the virus what to do whether it's good to intubate the patient early maybe we should hold off on intubation and instead of using like a high flow nasal cannula to not suppress the respiratory drive so there was a lot of things and there wasn't a sp- one protocol it was really hard and it was hard for nurses for like from a morale standpoint because the cdc and everybody didn't know what was happening we had mixed reviews of how we should implement procedures which is still happening now and it was 
you know, I feel like nurses were the poster child of the pandemic, but we really we didn't do. I feel like our government failed to do more for us and even hospitals because what we mostly got is just nice food. I gained some weight during COVID because we had all these people donating food to us because they felt so bad. But that's that's all when it came from management. We still have, you know, bad staffing ratios and PP, whatever you want to name it. So I think there needs to be more improvement from uh, from our government side to help healthcare. Um, as far as the experience, I would say it was like the Wild West, man, because like I said, no one knew what was happening. And we just had these patients come in. Sometimes as a traveler, you don't have all the experience in the intensive care unit, meaning, for example, ECMO, uh, which is ECMO is basically for like open hearts when there's like bypasses. So we had patients for on that unit that were taking in because there there was no lung exchange. There was no air exchange between their lungs. So we were using ECMO to literally put O2 in their blood and circulate, circulate it back. There was instances that I didn't have experience on these machines, but I had to be assigned a patient. And it was more about, hey, you got to learn on the go. YouTube was my friend, as crazy as that sounds, but that was that's the pandemic, man. There, it was almost like there's no rules of engagement, as crazy yeah. as that sounds. Yeah, okay. I love that because, uh, like, with again with with my team on you know the the staffing side of it it's like i like there's the rules were off the table or so many rules were completely off the table during the pandemic for that you know for those you know first 12 14 months of it um but i want to kind of dig into a little bit of like what you're saying like hey could we could have done a better job responding as a government or as hospitals um and so here we are like right now like it's getting crazy again like where the demand is getting out of control because the delta variant and because people that are vaccinated are getting COVID, right um and so the hospitals man it's just like every day we're just getting orders dumped on us the crisis rates are starting to go back through the roof like the hospitals are preparing for what what's already happening now but guess what we're also going right into the winter month you know this as a nurse and as a travel nurse pre-pandemic the winter months winter needs it's always crazy busy because more people are sick right so we're, we're gearing up we're preparing for that um so what do you think man like what if you like if, if 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 we could change one thing or what's one thing we could do better you know just as a healthcare community or as a, the leadership that kind of dictates a lot of this stuff all right let's drop some value bombs so yeah we love value bombs shout out so one thing is is during this whole year during during this whole pandemic our governments worldwide didn't take a single action into improving our health if you think about it exercising getting sunlight for vitamin d learning how to manage your stress all these things that are core morbidities or a poor diet lowering your risk of you know weight management for obesity none of those things were were talked about it was all about just one single thing on the news and i don't want to get into that topic but it's like we need to as a collective focus on prevention medicine and our healthcare system 17 percent gdp is from healthcare we're all focused on primary medicine when that when a patient comes in we treat them in the hospital they get out it's almost like a mechanic shop we need to focus more on prevention and whether it's diet exercise management getting people outside more taking them off maybe less prescription pills whatever it is we need to focus on that more because i just looked at a a a research study with over five hundred thousand participants and they said that 
focusing more on a plant-based diet will help reduce your severity of COVID-19. So if we're worried about, yeah, if we're worried about vaccinations and maybe they're not worrying, we need a booster and all that. Why are we always focused on something that could create income for our corporate system, right? We're, we live in capitalism. Why can't, and this is why when it comes to healthcare, we need to be mindful and take the time to focus on ourselves, right? Biohacking, getting sleep, meditating. I think if we all do that as a whole, we would have a lot better outcomes. And and, as, and nurses too, right? We're the front line. There is that risk of uh, potentially catching COVID. I mean, I was in the ICU. There was like a 32-year-old sometimes that was just intubated. Like, how can you explain that? Why did he, why is he, you know, why is he intubated? So was he healthy we need to, or did he have any pre-existing conditions? Well, we always say there's no pre-existing conditions, but who knows how he took care of himself, right? Because the main thing is the virus doesn't kill you. It's the inflammation. It's the reaction that your body does, which is the cytokine storm that leads you into going into full blown out um, ARDS, which is acute respiratory distress, distress syndrome when you get that wet lung and you can't breathe. So I want to go back to something in there that you're talking like, so like, it's like focusing on like, um, what I was like, one of the pillars of health, right, is movement and what any form of movement, uh, you know, it, it can positively impact not only your physical health, but your mental health. And people struggle with both as mental health has off, been off the charts during the pandemic. And I, you know, I think that's one thing for sure. We all could, you know, one thing we could do better or encourage or support that, or maybe we, uh, we prescribe movement first before medication in, in whatever in certain situations because that is one of the pillars of health movement of course food so your diet what you eat and rest and relaxation but i i think if, if we put some more uh, energy behind encouraging people to get out there and move whether that's walking hiking whatever it is for them that will have a massive positive impact 100 percent. we're we're beings that need movement right just like the universe it's always it's always expanding it's always moving there's never stillness therefore stillness isn't healthy for our own bodies we always need to be uh, moving even the lymphatic system our muscles the way our body does everything it's through motion in a way uh, another thing i want to add there is for example like the whole emergence of the mind gut connection we're realizing that our gut is like our second brain and we have a bad relationship with food in America where we just consume it as calories, but we're not consuming food as genetic information. Like literally consuming real food is information for my body to carry out its task. So if you're, feed, if you're eating processed food, you're messing up the, the gene expression. And don't quote me on this because I'm not a doctor, right? So, um, you, you know, we're affecting ourselves on a serial level from having the proper information to carry out its task. So if we don't do that and then we're having inflammation, all this, all these things, it's going to lead to more unhealthy life and it's going to lead to mental, having poor mental clarity and the list just keeps on going. And, and I think that's why I'm so passionate about this and everything is like, we need to just regain our health. Yeah. Yeah. Physical and, and mental, uh, no doubt about it. So what's next for you, my man? Like what, what's uh, next up on the, the hit list in terms of journey, uh, experience, travel assignment? What do you got got in the queue for the, the end of this year? Sometime in September, I'm going to be starting a travel nursing contract in Hawaii. That's our goal. 
it's going to be us and my two other guys uh, co-host. And then I have like a full-time camera guy that comes with the vlogs and he does editing and stuff. So we're like a little trio that travels. So you, so you have your um, own version of a B-Rad. Like what? Shout out yeah, to man. Brad. Uh, it's, uh, and I didn't even ask you. So obviously you kept your thing. So you travel with one other nurse, right? So there's, there's two of you and then you got your, your, uh, your guy. Is that correct? Exactly. So my uh, partner is actually an ICU nurse as well. So we're basically a travel nursing duo. And for those, I encourage everyone, if they don't want to travel alone and they want to have that little crutch for themselves, go travel with another nurse. Go experience that. Sometimes it's easier for you to learn travel nursing a lot more. And uh, aside from Hawaii, so we're still going to be travel nursing. I'm still going to be podcasting full time and doing all that. Um, I am in the works of working on something that's going to... I would say revolutionized travel nursing, but Ooh, I don't want to give any more details. It's going to come out. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hold up. <laughs> you, yeah, I have that. Hold up. Uh, no, hold up. Um, well, can you, can you share a little, a little, a little, a little teaser? Yeah. So it's going to connect travel nurses more. Uh, it's going to make it easier to find jobs, maybe to even network. Um, well, I want to, I feel like sometimes when travel nurses start, you're just like, whoa, where do I begin? There's so much sure. to understand, uh, whether, whether it comes from resources or picking the right recruiter or finding the right agency. I, w- I want to bring all that together and expedite it because yep. in our society, everything's moving quicker, right? Why doesn't that, uh, I want to reference everything. How do, just like Uber, right? Uber, Uber for travel created a paint. Uh, well, I want to say Uber created a pain point for trying to find a ride instead of a cab. So I, I almost want to expedite travel nursing and kind of make it all in one in a way. Yeah. Well, um, obviously, uh, would love to support your initiative, man. So when you do launch it, please, please let me know uh, how we can get behind it. And I will say just from the little bit you're sharing um, you, with whatever you got cooking up, man, like I know like you're 100% onto something that is where our industry is going in the future, man. Um, and we, so, someone is some, and someone's going to win, win big time, uh, that can, you know, lay the, the Uber model, uh, or a variant of it over the travel nursing industry. And, you know, starts with transparency. It starts with the, the speed of the transactions, you know, all that stuff, which there's elements of that already taking place right now. Um, but travel nursing is interesting business too, because it seems like staff nurses are not getting treated properly, uh, just interacting with people on social media a lot of people are going towards travel nursing but i'm actually curious i don't know if you have any expertise on this i wonder if hospitals are going for that model more because it's easier to hire a traveler because there's less strings attached you don't have to really uh, have longer orientations you don't need 401k you don't need health insurance for that person you just hire a freelance nurse technically they work for your hospital they leave and it's it's a clean business model. Yeah, no, uh, I mean, I mean, hospitals uh, are doing that to a degree now, and it's like the gig economy for healthcare uh, or healthcare staffing is to like where like you know that's only going to grow more and more. Where hospitals, like I've been asked this question before, is like, well, do are hospitals hiring like travel nurses directly? Well, that doesn't really happen right now, but that is for sure something that is going to make a ton of sense in the future. And how are they going to do that? It's going to be through technology. Um, yes. And so, you know, hundred percent. It's you know, it that I would be shocked if some element doesn't have of that doesn't happen sooner rather than later and and maybe it is i mean i I don't i don't know everything that's going on with hospitals and travel nurses but 
um, you know, it's, it's definitely possible. It could even happen sooner or rather. Because everything's escalating. Yeah. Yeah, no, for sure. Uh, so you're going to Hawaii. Uh, any chance uh, you're going to be uh, stopping by Las Vegas the end of September? Is that on the I forgot to, to say, man. I forgot to say we're actually planning on hitting up TravelCon. Or tra- yeah, TravelCon right before Hawaii. So we we'll see you guys there. Yes, oh, 100%. We will be there. And uh, for the audience off screen, uh, Brad uh, also will be there. Uh, he'll be part of the crew. Um, but, yeah, no, we're, we're coming in, man. We're coming in hot to, you know, just really have a ton of fun, of course, you know, make an impact, a splash with our, our brand, um, but make it fun and have a great time with the, you know, the, the nurses and all the, you know, all the clinicians that, that attend. But, yes, we will be there. We'll I'm looking, I'm looking forward up. to being there. I'll support yeah, so you. We're gonna, yeah, no, well, thank you. And, yeah, we'll, we're going to hook up for sure. We'll, we'll not Now that we know that you're going to be there, uh, it's going to be a lot of fun, man. So we're stoked. All right. Well, I have to ask you because I ask everybody, every uh, travel nurse uh, that comes on the show is uh, what is your definition of a uh, successful 13-week travel assignment? There's always going to be bumps in the road, but I would say to have an awesome experience is the unit and the culture. So if, if nurse, if staff nurses welcome travel nurses, I think that's an awesome experience because I've went to hospitals that they're, they feel like we're stealing their job or something, or they're making more money than us. So we need to get tougher assignments and all that stuff. So if you, if I'm working at a unit that is, um, is welcoming to travelers, I think that's, that's everything for me. It doesn't matter about the patient population because nursing is tough to begin with, but if the culture is there and the teamwork, I'm going to have a great experience. Yep, no, I agree 100%. Well, how can uh, our audience uh, connect with you, man? What your, your handles on social, your channels. Uh, we'll, we'll, of course, link them out in, in the show post-production and in the comments, but uh, where, where can they connect with you? Yeah, so I'm on an Instagram at Matt's Mindset, and uh, the podcast is Cup of Nurses, if anybody's interesting. So that's all over the socials, cupofnurses.com, if people want to check out show notes, learn more about us. And the conscious movement that um that I just sort of launched that's going to be advancing more and more, that's at wearefrontlinewarriors.com. Awesome. Well, um, tremendous, tremendous gratitude, my man, for coming on today, uh, chatting. It was a lot of fun. And um, you definitely dropped some value bombs and some knowledge, man. And I just love what you're doing. Like, obviously, like you and I connected online and it's just like, I mean, I was like, it's, it's just obvious what you're all about aligns with what I believe in and what, you know, what we're, we're trying to do in our own version of it. And so I just want to acknowledge you, man, for the positivity that you're putting out in the world. Uh, that's very clear and, um, with good intent. And I know, um, that you're making an impact, man. So I appreciate what you're doing. Keep it up, keep up the great work and anything I can do or we can do, uh, to support you now or in the future, man, we're in your corner. So I appreciate you. Thank you, Justin. I appreciate the awesome interview. I had a great conversation and I love what you're doing as well because that's what it's about. It's uh, bringing awareness to the space and changing it for the better. So I appreciate everything that you're doing as well. Thank you, my man. I appreciate that. And uh, we'll see you in Vegas, my man. Take care, Justin. See you there, man.